We are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here in selfdiscoverymedia.com on the Orchard of Wisdom. Ah, okay, we have a wonderful guest, Georgie Holbrook, here today. Heal thy sacred self. How do we get to healing our sacred self? What do we do when we have those obstacles that are right in front of us? She dealt with rosacea. She dealt with a really troubled childhood. She's uh, dealt with allergies and numerous other things that have happened, which we're going to be talking about today, even near blindness. And how did she come out of that? How did she make the journey to curing her rosacea, finding that sacred self of herself, writing four books that now helps other people? It's a lovely journey we're going to be sharing here today. And, you know, folks, I don't care what troubled past you come from. Despite what you come from, there is always a beautiful way forward into that beautiful sacred self. She was determined to heal despite her appearance, giving hope and encouragement to others. At the age of 36 to 41, she went from taking allergy shots to having a tragic deforming disease on her face caused by a near blindness. She knew that medication wasn't what was lacking, but had no understanding of her body, mind, spirit connection. It was her spiritual awakening. She went on a journey at the age of 42 and experienced natural building blocks of self-healing without taking drugs. Her self-healing story has been published in 23 national magazines. She's written four self-help books, and we're going to be talking about the healing story. For generations, we have been taught as children not to cry, not to feel, not to be real, conditioning many of us to disconnect from our sacred selves. Many of us have taken on the addictions to cover our internalized disconnection feelings. Hers was work addiction. Teaching how to heal and return to her sacred self is what we're going to be talking about here today. Boy, 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 are you hitting on a subject here. I have another platform raising our forgotten children. Um, uh, and it's, I've, I have found through the 10 years of doing these shows that most of our adult problems come from an injured child and a child who wasn't heard, wasn't given a voice, wasn't seen, um, wasn't allowed to be the identity that they were in discovery of. And it will always manifest in adult problems, won't it, Georgie? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. So childhood, being suppressed, not allowed to have a voice. That's where it all began. Was it that you were just brought up in a very strict family, like children should be seen and not heard? That was one of those things. But I'd love to share with you. And thank you, Sarah. You know, your sight and your words and just now what you shared with us really is a sacred path that you've created for all of us. We are all sacred beings and we are all deserving to be on that path of that discovery. And it's people like you that show us the way. So thank you. Right. And we've been socially conditioned to believe that we're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll just share a little of my background. I grew up in Upper Michigan and surrounded by forests. And, and there was probably 30 families all around us. 
my parents uh, had a two-room house and my parents both hunted and fished. We had a garden, but I learned early on from them to walk through the forest. It didn't have a path to walk softly and to mm. trust our intuition. So that was instilled on, in me at a very early age. But I went to school. Eventually, I went to, to school. And um, there was 40 students in the school, two, two rooms, two teachers. And um, the education was quite poorly out in the country. Yes. <laughs> but between uh, age three and six, so I was the firstborn. My mother actually went full term with babies, but out in the country, she lost all three. Wow. So by the time I was six, we lived in silence, Sarah. Mm. We lived in silence. So the only way back then, there was no help, right? There wasn't mm. anything like counseling. So my parents went to, to working. So that's all I saw was work. Mm. If you don't want to feel, you work. Mm. So there was no emotional or spiritual connection and I became the silent child. Yeah. I became the silent child. So fast forward, um, when I was eight years old, my parents built a three-bedroom home. I, both my parents went in the heating and plumbing business. Mom was the background and, and dad went out and did the work. And this was the first time, Sarah, that we had running water, electricity, phone, and a bathroom. So it was a big event, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Things we take for granted, right? Right. And then my father became very successful, of course, with my mother's help, because there was many families coming out of the same situation where they had lived pretty much off the land and then now could have electricity and phone. But at age 14, um, I was not informed about dating. And so mm -hmm. I went on my first date and was date raped. Yes. And... It was such a shock to my soul that I didn't share it with anybody. I didn't yeah. share it with mom and dad. They had had enough hardship, but I didn't even know. How, I was so confused and it felt so shameful and it totally changed my attitude towards myself because at the same time, from very early on, I sang in the church choir and then somebody gifted me with a piano once we had a, a three bedroom home and I learned how to play. I, I was given three pieces of music. I had a um, piano teacher for a little while, but I wouldn't tap my foot. So she just left. And but I, <laughs> I figured out how to play anyway. So I was really good at singing. And I had a voice teacher. And my voice teacher died right about the same time that I got date raped. Oh, no. And Sarah, I didn't sing for the next 20 years. You wow. couldn't get a peep out of me. We're singing and my piano yeah. was such a love in my life, but it was also my therapy. Mm -hmm. So that kind of started my work addiction behavior. I didn't want to feel. And so if we fast forward at 25 years old, I'm living in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I become a vice president for a company there. Literally, um, they're giving me a company car. And when we go on location, I'm taken to the airport and getting on a private plane. So it's like totally different from my early yes. growing up. <laughs> yes, extremes. <laughs> right. So then at 29, um, I got a divorce and I moved to Dallas, Texas to be with friends. And I got a job with electronic data systems, which was owned 
This was their headquarters in Dallas, owned by H. Ross Perot, who ran for president later mm -hmm. on in life. Mm -hmm. So I was in his executive office. And soon after being hired, I was made the payroll manager for 40,000 employees. Wow. <laughs> anyway. The country girl with, with no water. And goes, right. Right. So throughout my career, I was known for being able to solve and find solutions, mm -hmm. whether it was employees or business or marketing or sales. Somehow I could trust my intuition and it would turn out. I many days worked 10 to 12 hours a day because my worth was in what I could produce or yes. what I could accomplish. So I had no sense of self or, or that sacred was not in, in any of my vocabulary. And at age 36, Sarah, my whole life changed. I got allergies. And most of the time up till that time, I rarely ever got sick. And if I got sick, I would work over the top of it. Yes. That's what we're taught to do, right? Just be yes. strong. Right? That's be right. Strong. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> so anyway, I get allergies and I take allergy shots three times a week for five months. Allergies go away. And now my face starts turning red, especially on my cheeks. Mm -hmm. Then it went to acne. Then it started having boils. And I knew that I didn't have cancer, but I wanted a quick fix. So I went to a skin cancer doctor. And while there, he's diagnosing me with an incurable, deforming, disfiguring disease called rosacea. Mm -hmm. In the corporate world, I had never heard of the word incurable. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I wouldn't have had a job. You know, they right. would have just said. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. So Find that, a solution. Right? right. In that moment, I knew medication wasn't what I was lacking, but yeah. I did not know what I was lacking. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was out of control. I could solve business problems, but I, I didn't know how to help myself. And in that moment, I made a decision that nobody should be placed in this helpless, hopeless, hopeless position of not understanding their body mm -hmm. and that I would figure it out, thinking I could figure it out quickly, but that wasn't the case. So over the next six years, I went to approximately 50 medical doctors, skin specialists, I've been to some really big clinics here in the United States and far more holistic people asking the same question. How does the human body heal? Yeah. It, we can't be that complicated, right? As I'm on every kind of natural remedy that I can find, progressively getting worse, going my direction totally running out of money because I had insurance, but I didn't want to go to the hospital and didn't want to go that route. Right. So fast forward at age 42, my face is deforming. I'm losing my eyesight and my life really looked like it was over. And there was, you, you can imagine your face, my face was crusty and I land spoils daily and I looked like I had been in a fire. Mm -hmm. So there was these people that I learned from some people didn't want to look at me I really did look ugly mm -hmm. and then there was the people the helpers you know mm -hmm. that would send me articles and have you tried this and all oh, this doctor is the best and sometimes I followed their directions and then there was unfortunately and fortunately the Christian people that said you know if you just had enough faith if you were walking with Jesus you'd be healed so 
Then there was the other group that said, you know, you must have done something really horrible in your past. <laughs> you know, so anyway, they baptized me. The church baptized me three times thinking that I had some kind of demon in me. But I was so depressed at that moment that I didn't know if they were right or wrong. Right. I'll, right. I'll do whatever. This thing yeah. is pretty, yeah. pretty safe. So, but coming out of the water was even more shameful because I wasn't changed. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And none of those church people would ever hug me. Right. And I didn't feel safe enough sharing what I was feeling because I didn't know what I was feeling. Yeah. So anyway, um, finally, at 42 years old, I meet one doctor for one hour that has studied the immune system. And as I'm studying with him, he's looking at my charts and he says, remember those allergy shots you took many, many years ago? I said, yes. And he said, most people get arthritis from them. But because I had burnt out my immune system in the corporate world with my working habits, Mm -hmm. there was nothing in me to fight this this issue on my face. So he said, you'll need to find peace within at whatever the price. I hadn't known peace for a long time. And then he said, stop going to doctors, stop Stop looking at pictures that they're showing you of deformed faces and how bad it can get to stop mm. that. So when I left there, well, he also said that the effect was on my face, but the cause was internal. Right. Yes. And mm. I'm like, really? All of us had focused here. Yes. Yes. So next thing I knew, I was in a um, workshop with 80 people on how to let go of stress and fear and trauma. And so it was all around emotional healing. And up until that point, I had never looked at the emotional component of what was going on in my life. Not, not, not being something you've been taught to do. Not to do. Like you said, right. don't, don't cry, don't yep. feel, don't be real. Yep. So I'm in this workshop and I'm watching people heal right in front of me. People with, you know, one lady had a cane and she did away with a cane in a week. And Mm -hmm. and they're actually monitoring these people. So I'm starting to heal through them, just observing because I'm very skinny at that time. I mean, you could count my ribs. I was traumatized, almost motionless as far as talking. So I stayed with that group for the next nine to 12 months. But through that period of time, my face healed, my eyesight came back. And that became, that was made possible because they helped me share my story. Yeah. They helped me share my story and go deeper into what does it feel like to land spoils daily? What does it feel like? Have you had thoughts of of suicide? Yes, Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't do the next 40 years like this. No. And, you know, never mind the fact I've, I had weeping eczema. I've had eczema since I was two um, and I've had rosacea. And when I had the weeping eczema, it, you, people could feel the heat of you from across the room and you're sticky like molasses and any water on your body is like acid Aww. and your clothes stick to you. And I had a boyfriend that left me because I was so grotesque and, and it, everything. It's internal. It's your internal heart and soul screaming your spirit screaming and I have the same thing at 14 and 
didn't tell anyone to my mum a year later. In fact, I didn't even really know what had happened to me because I didn't know a thing about sex at that point. And I'm a very spiritual soul as well, have always been. And so I was very in tune with that and I couldn't understand all the outside things that were happening. Why were they so cruel? Why were they so mean? Why was this happening? Why, why do I have to feel this pain of everybody around me, right? And it, what you do is shut down, shut down, shut down. What happens when you shut down? Well, the body is under attack now because the body needs to release and express. It needs to be a part of. And if you're shutting that process down all the time, where is it going? It's dis-ease in the body. That's going to manifest a disease in the body. And then all of a sudden you have something that you feel absolutely grotesque about and you feel even worse now because it's visible. It's visible. And you've got people, oh, you poor thing, or wanting to look the other way, or they can't come up with a solution to rather avoid you altogether. And then you see the talking in the corner, you know, all of that, which just adds even more pressure on it. And then you want to suppress it and go smaller and hide even more, which is the very worst thing. Because what we need to do is just open ourselves up and release right? Right. <laughs> you say it so well. So the trauma is accumulated in the body. The yes. sacred body has been violated. And we try to solve it by telling the story verbally, but it's not working. So people have come to me now over the years that have told the story for nine years. Yep. And it, it's not working. It's just not working. Like you said, the sacred body has been devalued. Yes. And we bought into it. So, you know, the, the more was piled on top of me. I just thought there was really something wrong with me. You know, I must be really a bad person. Well, but also, you know, you were at the height of your success. Everybody came to you to resolve problems. Right. And so what do you mean you can't resolve your own? What, what do you mean you can't take care of this? Right. You know, are you slipping? You know, and it's it's. They don't realize that I've quite, done quite a number of shows on the caregivers. And if you're constantly caring for everyone, everyone else and you're not caring for yourself, you have depleted yourself. Right. 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 So right. you can't keep on giving what you don't have. Right. And if you don't nourish your heart, soul and spirit, how is it going to fortify you? Right. So I have a saying, you know, our sacred vessel is to learn to nurture it and love it and then give other people the overflow. Yes. Let your cup run over, but your cup must be full. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're taught, especially as women for generations, to yes. keep giving out of exhaustion and call it love. <laughs> it's our duty, right? It's our duty. Who wrote that one? Must have been a man. <laughs> yes. And, and where does that get us? No. We're still, but there is no passion in it, right? No, there, there's no passion. There's just duty. Just and, duty. And, and, you, and you are reduced to that duty. You're no longer a person. You no longer feel seen or heard or valued or, uh, or, or feel human. You just feel your robotic duty there to serve other people. And as long as you serve them and they're all right, that's okay. It doesn't matter what it costs you. But right. the price is too high, folks. It's too high. 
price is too high. The price is too high. You say it so well. You just say it so well. So I kind of um, think of a prostitute that, that goes out and makes money just selling her body. Yeah. So on another side, you know, we shame them. Yes. But what are we doing with our own body? Exactly. Exactly. So my, my worth is in what I can accomplish in money. And I'm not tied to either one of them. I mean, they're, right. it's not making me happy after a while. I'm empty. Yeah. If, we yes. t- if you and I went around both of our neighborhoods today and we took a survey, we'd find one of the first things they say, I'm just so exhausted. Yes. And the next one would be, I just feel so empty. And if I say, so in the last 24 hours, how many hours brought you joy, like passion that you mm. wake up tomorrow morning, you can't wait to do? They're like, no. I just want to carry on sleeping. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> right. So we're in Especially these mundane right jobs. Yeah. You know, work, sleep, eat. Work, yeah. sleep, eat. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've gotten the very simple thing of joy in life. We've forgotten this, the beautiful simplicity. It's like go back to you before the age of six, growing up in the woods, no paths, just being connected to nature. The simple joy, all of the answers, all the enrichment, all the love that nature has. Right. And, you know, when people say to me, I just don't know how to open my heart. I just don't know how to connect. And I say, go and be amongst the forest. Let the trees and the rustle of the leaves speak to you. Go and put your feet in the water. Let the conduit of that water wash away your woes. Go and watch the children at play and the giggles and the dogs chasing balls and sticks. Listen to the birds tweet. Be connected. Go and plug in. Right. It will open up your heart. When your heart's open, your spirit can speak to you. Your soul can speak to you. And your mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Stop trying to feed your mind first. Right. All the external stuff, yes. right? With the TV and the computer and yes. the texting and, and just trying to mesmerize ourselves. We're hypnotic. Yes. Or, or, or try and find solutions through, you know, a uh, You've, you've done it yourself. You've gone through all the programs. You know, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. None of that is going to count until you learn how to feel, until right. you learn how to release. You need to empty in order to refill. Right. Then what you refill becomes your choice. Is it good for me? Is it not good for me? But it's all very well telling you, well, you've got to plug this in. You've got to switch that on. Then you've got to turn this. And it's like, I don't know what the plug is. What's the switch? You're so switched off. (laughs) You're just not connected to anything anymore. (laughs) Oh, you say it so well. As as you do too, love. I mean, I'm so utterly related to everything that you just said there because different journeys, but similar effects. And I think... You know, our, our generation, especially, uh, you know, the expectation of a woman's success was for her to go into the corporate world or be successful and, and show that she could be as good as a man. Right. And it's like, no, we are beautiful, divine beings as women. We give birth. Right. We we uh, nourish and nurture. We have a different way of seeing things, a different way of approaching things. And if we can come from our beautiful feminine essence, we bring a different uh, outlook and solution to the situation. We don't. There's two words I hate. Compare and comparison um, a, a compare and competition. We don't need to compete with anyone. 
Right. And we don't need to compare to anyone. We just need to be our own beautiful divine selves. And to own who we are. Yes. And that we're enough. And we're we enough. are enough. Right. Isn't that the fundamental what we're all looking for? Right? You, Georgie, after all these years of struggling, being top of the game, you know, struggling with your health, struggling with all of that. And then finally, it's like, hell, I'm enough. Just me, myself, who I am, what I'm doing, what I stand for. I am enough. I love right. me. And how can anyone else love you? And how can you love anyone else until you love yourself? Absolutely. So if I have 10 clients and have all of them go in the bathroom today and sing or say how I love you, eight of them, doesn't matter what their profession, will choke on it, Sarah. Yes, yes, I know. They can't say it. They won't mean it when they do say it. Well, they're scared of being a narcissist, which, you know, we've gone a lot into narcissism, which I think is, is again, going back to that needy child of not feeling loved and connected and constantly needing outside adulation to verify and validate who they are. That reacting. uh, Yeah, the reacting, right? And, but we've also not been given permission to step into self-love because it's who do you think you are? Well, I am, if, if you love yourself, you are the love. Right. You are love. And that love then is given to everybody and in everything you do. Is that not important? Is it's that the not flow. the missing and ingredient? Self-nurturing. Right yes. Self-nurturing. Some people think it's really selfish. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's life-giving. Yes. It's the life yes. essence. Yeah. Self-nurturing, give others your overflow yes. is really important rather than out of this emptiness yeah. and, and pretending to be happy. Right. <laughs> that doesn't working. work, does it? We don't fool ourselves for long term, do we? We don't. So the gift that came out of my healing was that I could right there. I mean, if I went to a university or studied many, many books, I would have never learned this. So I no. learned it through my body that our emotions speak in a physical language. Yes. Trying to get our attention, not to be feared or cursed or even cut out, but listened to. And the good news is it can reverse and that we are a whole person, not just an isolated body part like my face was. Yes. For six years, this is where I looked and where many, many other people look for a solution. It was not the solution. I was just an unhappy soul inside And I didn't even know that I was angry. Right. Right. I had shoved so much down and how I treated myself. And even in the corporate world, just took on project after project where there was no room for Georgie. No. So today. Only what Georgie could do. Right. Only what I could do. Mm -hmm. So today I interpret this language for others and many times watch it reverse, Mm. which is just so beautiful. And helping others is so rewarding because we, we've been taught a destructive way to go through life, right? Yes. I, I'm a firm believer in service and that Absolutely. we're here to serve one another. We're here to be as enriched and as abundant as we personally can be. And then to share our beautiful gifts, because each one of us is an instrument learn how to play it well, find your orchestra and play that music that's going to lift up other souls, right? We're all here to help one another. And every single person has a gift. Some have more responsible gifts or more 
burden typed gifts than others. But I was saying, if you walk into a corporation and you know this, everybody's looking to the CEO. But if that janitor hasn't kept that place clean, your impression of the CEO when you walk in, if it's dirty, is already down the tube. Right, so that right. janitor has set the stage. Right. That's a good way to say it. Everybody is important. Everybody's role is important. And it is own it. Stand tall in it. This is your instrument to play. Play it with pride, with love, with purpose. Right. Right. Yeah, our gift, especially around the healing arts, is our gift is what we've healed of. Yes. Whatever that is. And to share it with at least one other person or many. Yes. (laughs) Yes, as many as you can, which, of course, you have done in your books. Um, I have done it with my books. And and people take advantage of, uh, they can download free chapters of all four of my books. So they can see, my my greatest goal, Sarah, is that people don't have to suffer. Mm. Right? If we can practice prevention and we can teach prevention and people can learn from what I didn't know when I was in that helpless mode. So one of the things I say is trial and error for me did not work. I tried this, that didn't work. And I ended up distrusting my own body to ever heal. I was just frustrated, right? I was like, what else can I try? Right. Well, again, it's, we always try to do the external thing because nobody's been teaching us the internal thing. Right. Yet the internal thing has been around since the beginning of time. Right. right? So, so one, of the, one of the things that, that one doctor discovered was he, when he took my pulse, that I had an internalized quiver from being so traumatized. Nobody wow. else had noticed that. I noticed it, but I didn't know what to do about it. My clothes weren't shaky. But right. now I know that nobody can heal yeah. If you have that internalized quiver, because it's 12 organs that have moved out of harmony, exactly what you're saying, mm. with each other. Mm. We can consider our inner organs as the orchestra. As the orchestra. There you go. And, and each one of those organs and psyche and everything is an instrument. And if we want them to be harmonious, then each one of them has to have a voice and be in succinct with one another. And I think, you know, you, you've written a book about joy, but I think one of the things that we seem to be incapable of is simply being calm. Peace within, right? Yeah. It's like a foreign language. Yes. It, it, it's not out there. You want peace, be the peace. Right? That's the only way you're going to bring about peace is, is you being the peace. The same with love. The only way you're going to attract love is be the love. But how do we find that peace if everything inside of us is in such turmoil? Right. And we can't rationalize with slowing down. No. <laughs> no. Right. You know, I, I call what you had happened to you the cosmic two by four. You know, some people get a tap on the shoulder and nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And you had to get the cosmic two by four. Have I got your attention now? And even with that, you still went down all the other avenues until you met that one person. And it's always that one person that you're ready to hear that makes sense to you that then puts you on the right path. Right. 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 But it's, it's so many people have to have that cosmic two by four to realize what what's going on in their life isn't working for them 
Right. And to get honest. Yeah. Yeah. So some people will say to me, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, they got six different health issues going on. It's right. not that bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it really is that bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, we can tough it through, you know, the same, you know, I've, um, I'm just struggling for a bout of bronchitis. And, and here we have a shortage of doctors in our province for a million patients without doctors. And I'm not one to rush to doctors for anything, but I knew I'm a bronchlasmatic. So I knew I had bronchitis and I just couldn't get to see a doctor. And I'm at this uh, uh, wedding venture and I am being moved around from couch to this to that because, you know, just the whole sleeping arrangement. And I literally just took myself off to hospital and went Sunday night. And uh, immediately, of course, today it's COVID, it's this, it's that. And I go, bronchlasma. I know what it is. 65 years of it, I know what it is. Fortunately, got a doctor. Yeah, bad case. You know, here you are, all on the drugs and everything else. Should I be resting? Yes. <laughs> but I'm also one of these people that I like to be proactive. And when I do something I love, it's not work. It's healing. It's rejuvenating. And yes, I should be pulling the plug and just lying in bed and getting better. But that doesn't nourish my heart and soul. It right. may be my body, but this nourishes my heart and soul. Right, right? right. And that's the thing is what has been dictated as you should be, we've got to look at and say, maybe for someone else, but for me, because I'm now connected to me, I know what nourishes me. Right, right. We've got to listen to ourselves, don't we? We do. And some, like you said, it's like a two by four, right? That we get hit with. Mm -hmm. So some people heal from really major health issues and then go back to the same job. I know. I don't understand that. <laughs> You've gone back from, you know, frying pan into the fire. Why? Right. Why? Or stay in the same relationship. Oh, Yes. Well, uh, now I know better. I'm going to make it work. Well, you know, it's in a relationship, it takes two. And if you're both not working on it. Right. Uh, which means working on self. You have to work on yourself. And if you can both work on yourself and then come together and find this a synergy. Hallelujah. But if you've worked on yourself and find that, oh, no, there's no connection. Love and bless each other and move on. For a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Exactly, exactly. Oh, oh Sarah, one of my favorite quotes, because I, I do some couples counseling. I do mostly one-on-one -on -one and, and then bring them together because it's like having two different people, right? Yes. But there's a quote that says, till death do us part when you're getting married, right? Yes. And then I'll say, so it's the death of your spirit. When did that happen? Oh, <laughs> 20 years ago. Yes. I've been, yes, know, and I'm like, like my moment. <laughs> doesn't mean you had to physically die. Right, exactly. And how many people do die? I mean, the other statement, you're not the woman I married. No, right. who is? Right. Aren't we meant to evolve? Aren't we meant to grow? What is this thing? You put a ring on it and now I can just stay status quo. Or treat you however I want. Right, right. I mean, isn't life... Um, and this is again, come down to, I don't know, somebody's dictation at this age, you should do this at this age, you should do that, that age, you do that. And at our age, we don't count anymore because we've lived our lives and just go out and 
play bridge, you know, and I find at our age, we've, we've got it together now. Right. Hallelujah, right? We know what life is about. We're anxious to share these lessons to other people so they can learn it quicker than Absolutely. we did. Right. But also that it doesn't matter what age you are, when you find that inner abundance and you really understand what life is about, holy grail. Absolutely. It's so important what you just said, because now I, if, if it's acne or rosacea client that comes in, most of the time they heal in three to six months once they understand, yes. right? Where it took me seven years. Yeah. Because you were chasing all the other illusional answers, the expect, expectant answers. And it's with my rosacea, with my weeping eczema, it was all to do with the turmoil inside myself. And I had to heal that turmoil. And I basically had to shut down from the outside world. Right. Um, because as, as an empathic, it's sometimes it's too hard what's going on on the outside. And I didn't have the filter to protect myself. And I had to learn to have that filter because right. I am no good to anyone. If I'm shattered, if I'm taking on the shattering. Right. Right. It's um, you've got to find the healing within yourself because you can't help anyone else if you are struggling within yourself that's the truth i've got a really neat quote i can read to you please so this is an article i've been in 23 national magazines mm -hmm. like you said and this one is on work addiction because it's one that we get paid for. We get titles. We get praised, right? Yes, adulation. Yes. And we, and we've got all this material stuff and our family and our friends and our siblings all think, you know, they just admire us. It's like, how are you doing it, right? So this is, this is actually a song that I write music, but this was one of my first songs once I've healed to share. And it says, life is a gift for living. Life seemed like a joke somehow of how I've lived my life. Give me your projects. Give me your words. I'll do all the work and I'll serve. Pilot on, baby. I can withstand. I'll be strong. Continue to give me all your demands. I'll ignore all the ways I get put down year after year feeling beat down. I won't stand up for myself. Don't know how. Struggling seems to be a way of life somehow. Life was never bad enough to make a move. Surely it will get better and improve. I'll give you my body, money, my time, now my spirit. Ah, oh, I just gave you my life. Now sweet suffering has to go. Life is a gift, a gift for living. Give me passion and a joy for living. Life is a gift, a gift for living. Reach for your joy while living. <laughs> while living, folks. <laughs> while living. Yes. Yeah, I think one of the biggest detriments that we do to ourselves as a human race is this societal expectation of what we should be, what makes us important, what makes us count. And the five figures or the six figures or the millions of tweets or the this followers or, you know, this husband or that position, they are all superficial, every single one of them. And that if you are not feeling that self-abundance from within, if you are not feeling 
that exuberance of life, that excitement to experience life. Uh, if And you, you're not feeling that you're not contributing because it's in the contribution, isn't it? That contribution. Yes. And it's not in the return of the contribution. It's not a transaction. It's just giving because knowing that somebody is benefiting from it is already repayment. Right. That's the currency as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my gosh. You say it so beautifully. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's just giving, right? Yeah. So I just love, that's one of the things I do. I just love giving and yeah. sharing the wisdom I have. Yes. And I learn from others. And, and I, it, it's just like a fountain. It just keeps yes. going and going yes. and going. And it has the ripple effect, right? As it dominoes out and as you make somebody else, you know, you, you switch them on, you ignite that soul. And, and a, a soul, that divine wisdom cannot speak through a closed heart. The heart okay. has to open. And when okay. the heart is open, the soul will give you that wisdom to lift up your spirit, to heal your psyche, to open your mind. When we open that up and we ignite that, and when you see it happening in someone, when you see that happening of the of them waking up and feeling it and like I didn't know I could feel like this. Right. And to feel safe enough to feel. Yes. See, when I had the rosacea, I did not feel safe enough. No. I never cried. Yeah. I was just shut down. That was the only way I could go through it. And of course, that's the worst thing because you've just said the golden words. Go through it. Right. I don't care who you are, how rich, famous, this, that, or whatever. There is a process to life. And we have to go through things, discover our courage, discover our strength, discover our abilities, discover what's holding us back. What's, what's the curse inside of us that we haven't released? The demons that we carry around with us that we don't know that are there all the time. The unlimiting beliefs. The unlimiting beliefs that have been imposed upon us. They're not even our beliefs. Right. Right. They're, we're conditioned. We're conditioned. And the more we look at that and the courage of that, that doesn't belong to me. That can go. That's not serving me anymore. That can go. I don't right. feel like that anymore. So why should I keep feeding that? And the strength that comes from that and the abilities that we discover in ourselves because Absolutely. we're willing to go through that process. Right. The grander version of ourselves yeah. is like the lotus flower that comes out from yes. underneath the water and all of a sudden one day says, I'm unstoppable. You're right. Because the growth, once it reaches a certain stage, just keeps on growing. You can't suppress it anymore. Right. That energy forces with you in such a way that you, there is no going back. How right. many people do you know who have finally come into full bloom that have withered? No, it's permanent. Once you, once you get there yes. and you feel it, you're yes. not turning back. You're right. just not turning back. No. Matter of no. fact, you can't turn back. You've no. gone too far to turn back. You've reached a higher plane of frequency. And, you know, that love frequency, I believe, is 580 hertz. Once we're at that surface love um, frequency and we start rising up there is no going back we are then being propelled by that energy by propelled by that frequency to constantly elevate and it isn't just a going up it is an expansion out right and we ignite that energy and that love in other people and it becomes an ether around us 
that we live in. And so you can't go back. And it ripples out. I believe when one of us heals, it ripples out around the world, especially to the women that have been suppressed and misused and and men too. Yes. I, I really believe that when we heal, it has a ripple effect that's far greater than just my healing. And it's, it's felt before it's understood what they're feeling. Like even what we're doing today before this airs, the words are already reaching people through the energy. For those that are, have opened up their channels to receive, they may not know what they're receiving, but they're receiving it. And that is the beauty of when you reach a certain level of energy, a level of, of channeling, it's already it's already getting out there, right? The intentions are already getting out there. What we bless blesses us in return. Yeah. It's yeah. just blessings that keep on being blessed. Music is very important to me. One of my guilty pleasures is actually interviewing musicians because they are the music, their heart, soul, and spirit. They are the music. But music for me, um, when I fought my depression, when I fought my suppression, it, it, it fed me. But what I, I learned later is that the particular frequencies of certain music and why we're attracted to it, re, uh, it calibrates us. It resets our equilibrium and rebalances us. So yes. music is just so utterly important to our psyche and our spirit, isn't it? It is. Remember when I was about eight, nine years old and I was gifted that piano, I yeah. was gifted with three pieces of music. And one of them was Ave Maria. But but I had this teacher that said, you know, she couldn't teach because I wouldn't tap my foot. But I could figure out those notes. And eventually I was able to play Ave Maria. But what you just said is so important in that that was the vibration. That was the vibration that fed me. So when my parents would leave, I would play that song and I would just that was my therapy. Wasn't it like an enormous deep breath? It was. Yes. 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 Yeah. We need to find what is that deep breath for us. It could be music, could be dance, could be singing, could be art, could be writing, could be just going, walking out in nature, working with animals or other people. What is it that gives us that deep breath? Because that deep breath is releasement, isn't it? An opening up. Right. So you know, I believe that all of us should have, not all of us should have, all of us come in with, with creativity because the world was created and the fish and the birds and the flowers yes. and the whatever. So that's part of us is mm-hmm. creating. And if we're not creating, then we're kind of stuck, right? But, but even drawing or watercoloring yes. is very meditative and it, it just, yeah. you know, I can just zoom out yeah. and, and calm the mind. Yes, step outside of the analytical. I was watching a wonderful series, uh, Curiosity Something. It's a guy that's actually been studying how to increase his memory and each episode is different. And this one was on creativity and they could actually measure his creativity um, uh, through his analytical. And we use the frontal lobe as the analytical. But if we get stuck in the analytical, we're constantly looking to resolve our problems logically. But when we step into creativity, we don't see problems. We see multiple of solutions. We can then use our analytics of how to apply those solutions 
to create and solve a problem. But if we're stuck just in the analytical, we're rather like a hamster on the treadmill. Yes, but, yes, but. When we're in the creativity, and we can also do that. And so we need that creativity because it's part of our psyche to resolve problems. Right. And along with that creativity comes our imagination. Yes. And when yes. we use our imagination, so I do guided imagery with people. But one of the things is when we can take guided imagery and see it as if it's already taken place, that yeah. healing, that success yes. and whatever you're trying to create, all of a sudden it, it just starts showing up. And it's like, that's what the universe did is planting a seed knowing what I'm planting, focusing not on a lot of different things, right. but one thing, what do I want? So to me, the universe says, what do you want, Sarah? Right. And, and a lot of us go around like, like we don't deserve it. Yeah. And we, we don't know how to work our minds for manifestation. And I think, don't think it, feel it. You know, I feel, feel your thoughts. Don't think the thoughts. Right. You know, the right. thinking of the thoughts of the condition that is out there, the expectation, the feeling of the thoughts is truly the desire. Yes, right? the desire of desiring it, feeling it as if it's already taken place yeah. rather than, well, five years from now, I have this goal. No, what is your goal now? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to plant our seeds today and water and nurture them and allow them to grow. But be careful it. what yeah, but be careful what seeds you plant. Right. You right. know, because are you watering and nurturing something you don't need or you think is expected of you? And if you don't know your desire, right? If you don't know your passion, if you don't have something that <laughs> connection to it, then what seeds are you planting? Right, right, right. Absolutely. So many people including me for a long time, didn't know what I wanted because right. I had been so traumatized that wanting something was like a foreign word. But now I see the importance of really knowing what we want. Otherwise, the universe is just going to give us stuff. It might well, not be what we want even. It might be what we need, but we fight that. Um, we've got to realize we are particles of the universe. We are all made of the same stuff. doesn't matter if we're flesh and blood. The energy, everything, all the particles, all the neurons are the same. And the universe will always support us. But then we have the human free will. And that's right. where the free will comes in, where we get confused. Because we're going on the dictation and the control of what has been and what everybody says it should be, rather than the divine consciousness of what really um, we are meant to be. Right, right, right. So not creating from the past, yes. but seeing the intelligence that lives and breathes inside of me is the same intelligence that brings the moon out tonight, hangs the stars and the planets. <laughs> We're one with the one. Yes. And I feel separated, right? Right. That That's where we're like, oh, really? My fingerprints? I'm really unique? Yeah. And start owning that. Well, this is why my analogy of the instrument and the orchestra, the orchestra is nothing without the instrumentalist, but right. each instrumentalist must know their instrument to be a part of the orchestra. Right, right, yeah. No, it's just like my guitar has six strings uh -huh. and I can tune down four of them, all, yeah. all six of them, right? And that becomes familiar. Yes. And then when I tune it, then it's a whole different way of the vibration going out there. 
And the beautiful thing with those strings, you can play one, you can play another, and you can play it in all different formations. And look at the variations you can have. When you say one, people think you've got to become a droid robotic with the one no it's the essence of all of the beautiful of of you that you're bringing to that collective and look at how much that you can play with six strings right Right. just on a side note somebody you might enjoy listening to a young man i interviewed here justin johnson and people make him um guitars out of spades and oil cans and car parts and he does three string guitars and he is an americana blues and when he plays i love his music and i've introduced it to my 14 month old grandson and he grooves along to it and it it he is the instrument he and the instrument are one and he can play anything with strings anything whether it's three strings or six strings, he knows how to bring out the music. That is the kind of connection we're wanting you to have with whatever your particular instrument is, which is whatever your gift or forte or strength is. We want you to have that connection, right? And the world wants it also. Yes. It's waiting for us yes. to bring it forward. Right. And, and that you are not doing out in the world. You are being out in the world. Right, right. The river of life flows in one direction. Yeah. We've been taught to go upstream. But we've also been taught to to block our flow. The oxygen and the blood and the energy in our body must be in flow. The wind, the current, everything has to be in movement, in flow. When we block that flow and we block that energy, that's when we start manifesting all of those diseases and illnesses and and mental strife. I mean, we have more mental health problems today ever than in the history of time. And yet we have more liberty and freedom to explore who we really are. Absolutely. What's going Absolutely. on? So shallow breathing, just for one thing, right? Shallow breathing. We're not breathing fully. No. So an example of that is in America here. Many people suffer from headaches and migraines. Mm-hmm. But the migraine could be telling us that we need oxygen and fluid. Yes. Right? So we pop pills. Right. But maybe it was telling us that there's somebody that upset us three days ago. Right. It could be that we're lacking water. It could be that there's a smell in the air. So it's this sensory condition. And what we do is we pop pills just to tune it out. Suppress it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tune it out. Yeah. And it's like, why are you feeling discomfort? Ask the question. Right. Where is this discomfort coming from? Is it an easy result? And get quiet. Get yes. quiet and ask the question. Yes. Get centered. People don't center, do they? No. What do you mean center? Do I have to sit cross-legged and go, hmm? You can center. Anyway, and really the centering is when you take the deep breaths, I always say to people three deep breaths. When you're taking in that deep breath and you're releasing, your spine is straight. Your chakras are in alignment. Your energy now can run through your body. And right. if it's a simple release, it can release. If it's a simple connection, it connection. And if you're still feeling something, then you know, okay, this is where it is. I've got to resolve that. And I also interviewed somebody, a clairvoyant, that she, um, um, she speaks to that when we crave certain color foods, that's the chakra that needs to be fed. Oh, nice. Which is interesting. So if we're craving purple or green or this or that, our body, our psyche is trying to tell us something. It needs nourishing right 
that's another show on the nourishment of food right we don't nourish ourselves properly either with the foods either so we go through life so fast and I think one of the greatest gifts that you and I have definitely learned is just smell yes slow down smell the roses be present everything you want is in this moment and the universe will will absolutely come up and, and support everything within us and around us. Yeah. Trusting it's, life, trusting life. Stop worrying about the next moment. I'm sure with all of your books, which I put my glasses on and read the titles of every one of them, you've got Joyful, Holistic Remedies, How to Experience Your Natural Ability to Heal. You've got the Rosacea Acne Natural Remedy. You've got the autoimmune acne urination natural healing. You've got how to believe in answered prayers, growing deeper spiritual roots. And uh, you have another one here too, don't you? It's only showing me three, isn't it? No, no, I've only got those there. Have I, is that four? One, two, three, four, yes. Um, I bet every single one of these books, you didn't go, I'm going to sit down and write a book about this now. It just like the book came and needed to be written. It needed to be written. And as I sat down at first, my first book, Joyful Holistic Remedies, I wanted to share my story and didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And writing wasn't really at the top of my list. But when I started writing my memories, it was nonstop. Right. Most of the time, four o'clock in the morning. Yes. So I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And um, it has done well. I, I said, you know, to the universe, I will write, you can market it. And that's really what, what I like happened. that. I've got to have a word with the universe on that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I have been trying to write mine and I was meant to have written it years ago. And, you know, I'm always so busy uh, that, you know, I haven't done it. And I know it keeps nagging at me, keeps dropping in. And I know that I'm just going to have to block out a certain amount of time, switch off to everything else around me and do so if you're interested in September, I'm going to be on an international uh, workshop that's going on for seven or nine days. And, and they've asked me to do a one hour workshop on how to write a book. But we're looking for stories that are like from tragedy to triumph. That's going to be my title of how to write your story and heal to inspire others. Right. Yes. And yet this is the thing I think that people don't understand. I've been doing this 10 years now, and the shows are about how people came out of their strategies, their pain into their triumph today, into their beautiful abundance today. And people are so wrapped up in their, in their why do I want to hear somebody else's story? It is inspiration begets invitation. When you're inspired by someone else, it invites something within you, whether it's one word, one sentence, one something that you've got out of a show that ah, you know, that little epiphany moment, that (laughs) redirection, that, oh, I didn't know. Right. And you can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Right. And that has shifted your perspective, shifted your thinking, invited you to take a different step. And so why do we put these books out? Why do we put these shows out? Because if we could show you that no matter what the struggles have been, no matter what hell we've gone to, right, no matter how depressed or even suicidal we felt 
we're in an abundance of joyful life now. How did we get there? And don't you want to get there too? And can I take you by the hand and show you how? Exactly. Exactly. And we're not there to walk it for you or tell you next step, next step. What we're there to do is share, is share with you how we did it, why we did it, processes that we use. It's up to you how you apply it. Right, right, right. We're there to cheer you on, but you right. have got to participate in your own life. You've got to apply it. So a lot of people, but it's just my story. I've interviewed so many people and said, but who would be interested? And it's people in the same situation or people who are in a situation and they hear your story and go, my God, if they can do that, surely I can do this. Right. Yeah. I think all of us need to inspire each other. Yes. But also for anybody that's really struggling to have a mentor is really helpful also and a spiritual guide. Yeah. Yeah, Trying to go it on your own, you know, like I did. Yes. It's a very lonely path. Very lonely path. I hear you, sister. I hear you. Um, but 10 years of doing this has been incredible therapy for me. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've opened up a whole mentorship program now. So for the people who have shared their why, the mentors are there now to share their programs and, and help other people. And my desire is to have the fund action where we can actually financially help people at that crossroads of life to get the help that they need. That's what I'm working on. But we don't know. I'm, I'm a visualer and I will get given a vision and I have to draw it out graphically. And then from there comes the analytical of what will come first and how can I make it happen? But I'm a solopreneur, so it is okay. And one thing I've learned, and I'm sure you have too, and I, I'm one of these people when I see something, I get so enthusiastic and I want to do it now. Right. And the other thing is, no, no, you've been given the vision. It will come about as it's meant to come about, when it's meant to come about, for whom it's meant to come about. Right, and it'll come to you. Yes, yeah. And, and you can't fight that. You can't make it happen before it's time. It's like you're pulling on, um, you know, on the flower head and you're destroying the roots. No, let it grow as it's meant to grow. Just keep nurturing it, right? Right. And this it will is, come. As you've this, got 23 articles out there and, and four books out there and your whole life has taken a total redirection. And you've not wasted anything that you've known before because clearly some of the systems and tactics that you use to be so successful in business, you now can just reconfigure and apply it to the work you're doing now. Absolutely. I really see that, especially yeah. being interviewed by you. You can see on my intuition as a very young child. Yes. Just kept appearing, trusting life. Yes. N nothing is ever wasted. Um, we can look at a time going, God, I wish I knew this earlier. <laughs> right. And this is the reason why we do what we do, because we want to catch people early before they're wasting another 20 years. But nothing you've learned is ever wasted, ever. Even if it's just to know, never do that again. Right, right, right. <laughs> the biggest thing is, I think, especially with what we've gone through in the last two or three years with the pandemic, is there anybody out there right now that isn't kind of suffering something? Right. Right. Um, I said in the early stages of the pandemic, we've got the physical pandemic. We will then have an emotional pandemic and a financial pandemic. And we're going through that. People are still very much in transition. It's shifted an awful lot of people's lives. It's confused a lot of people. It's caused a great deal of depression. And because we're going through the financial one, we're dealing more with emotional stress and we're dealing more with homelessness. We're dealing more with people not knowing where to go. 
Right. And the more and more that this is there is the more and more why we need people like you. We right. need people to show that it doesn't matter where you're at right now. It's where you're willing to go. And you'll help them on that journey to take that next step. But it has to be their choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rather than stuffing their, their emotions, right? Yes. Of having a way to deal with it. I've got a current client that's had a chronic cough for a long, long time. And when she came to me, we've had three sessions now. And I said, so, so what have you swallowed, right? Yes. What have you swallowed? So I started doing this exercise with her um, of really verbalizing what she was feeling, what she, you know, whatever that story was. Over the last seven days, she has not coughed once. Right. But who would associate that? Right. You see, the medical would tell you it's, it's your environment, it's this, it's that. It was coincidence. Yes. Right. Oh, you've just got a bit of a cold or a bit of an allergy. We don't realize there's all of these little things are indications, just like the flashing light that you're running out of gas. The, you know, we've got to learn to read those signs. What are they right. trying to tell us? Right. In her case, it was, you know, be nice. Don't ever yeah. speak up to my mother-in-law. Right. And, and, you know, this swallowing it, yes. swallowing it, swallowing it for years. Yes. And the thing years. is, if we don't have to go and be nasty. That's the thing. But when we set our tone, right. this is my boundary. This is what I will accept and not accept. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is how I will not be spoken to. You don't ever have to go to vindictive and nastiness or anything. You're going to set the energy field around you. And that lets the other person know how far they can go. And don't take it personal when right. they at you. Right. So that's what she had been doing. She's yes. just taking it personal. And, and that other person was just using her for a dumping ground because they could. Right. Right? How right. much so other people's it, garbage are you taking on? Right. So if we have this low self-esteem, I really feel that it's like we're paying these people to push our buttons. Exactly. Say, look at, look at, look at. Yeah. You know? I love the, the Don Ruse for agreements. Speak your yeah. word with integrity. Don't assume. Ask. We don't know people's story. Ask, right? Don't take things personally. It's somebody else's issue. Don't take it on. And do your very best by what your conscience says is your best, not somebody else's. Right, right. Very simple rules that if we took on, we would relieve ourselves of a great deal of stress. And to know that we're not broken. Right. Right. We have a voice to be yep. true to ourselves yep. and to own who we are rather than the smallness. Yes. We need uh, people out there to, to really expand. expand. <laughs> I love yeah. empowering people because they truly are like the lotus flower that's just yeah. ready to come forth. They're, they're longing. They're hungry. Yeah. They're very hungry. And society is very hungry for that change right now. You need your show. I mean, I can see where your show is, is just you know, being empowered by your stories. Which nothing I do couldn't happen without people like you who have stepped up. You went through your process. You became who you were meant to be. You're in your essence now and sharing that out. None of my shows would be there without people like you who have found that courage, that strength, that ability, and that desire and passion to share. And it's in the sharing, in that igniting of others, that we are setting ourselves as a collective free. Absolutely. Absolutely. When one of us heals, we all can heal. Together, we can make a difference. We are the difference together. 
We are the difference together. And you know what we feed grows. And if we keep feeding all the discontent and all the hate and all the discord, which believe me, the media loves giving you because fear sells, it's a way of control. But when we choose to take accountability for our own choices, for what is wrong with us and decide to go in and go, how do I mend and heal myself? Release myself from all of this because right. nobody can do it for you. They can help you do it for yourself, but you've got to choose to do it for yourself. And when you take on that accountability and participate in your own life and say, I'm going to be that healer. I'm going to find my sacred heart. I am going to set myself free to be who I am without apology in all my beautiful essence. And I'm going to call upon Georgie to help me do that. And to guide me along that, keep my parameters and help me release myself so I can be that illumination for someone else. If every one of us decided to do that, imagine what kind of world we would be in. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I think people are wanting that. But they've got to so understand too. it's not somebody else doing it for you. They can inspire right. you and invite you, but you've got to be willing to do it for yourself with help from you with help and the universe will absolutely support us yes absolutely and please don't measure yourself by somebody else you know or they did it faster or they did this they did that no again or they're prettier, or they're you prettier. Are right <laughs> right i mean you know um i'm i'm 67 um I remember when I started doing video, my first thing that came, because I did five years of just audio. And then I remember when I started doing video, it was first thing that came out of my mind for who wants to watch this old broad, oh. right? And because that was the judgment that I felt from life. And the back of my voice came in, who cares what you look like? It's about the content. Right, right, right. right? About I'm your a, heart. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm on 16 audios. If you don't want to see us, you don't have to see us, folks. <laughs> right? This is just another option. Right. We put those barriers in front of ourselves by other people's judgments. Let's let that right. judgment go. Right. Speaking from our hearts. Right. The only place you should speak from, right? Heart and soul. Yeah. Heart and soul. Being and true to ourselves. Free. Yes. And, and stop the judgment. <sighs> Isn't it a waste of energy? It is a waste of energy. It's a waste of life. The so nursing like homes sucker. are filled with these people. Yeah that life passed them by. Yeah. And they're weary and they're tired and they haven't got the energy to stand up for their life anymore. And it's like, they've become the walking dead. Well, you know, if nobody can bring you back to life, but you, this is what people have to understand. You didn't give up. Right. But it took that one person to say the right thing to you. Yes. Now I'm that one person. Exactly. And that's how we pay it forward. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. that one person who then just says the right thing with the right encouragement, with the right skills and tools that people will comply. Helplessness is hopelessness. Right. When you give people the ability to help themselves, they now have hopefulness. Right. Right. When they can start trusting their body rather than doing trial and error and, and feeling so hopeless. Yeah. Like I did. When I, when I can show them how to start self-healing, regardless of what's going on, they, they just start looking at life totally different. 
Folks, you've got to look at her show posting. If you're just listening to this, please go to Georgie Holbrook on selfdiscoverymedia.com in the search engine and look at the posting. You'll see what her face looked like. A totally, radically, completely different person to the person I'm talking to right now. And no doctor healed that. She healed that. She healed that by doing the inner work. And I have had people with cancer. I've had people with numerous illnesses that decided to look to other ways to heal themselves. And they did. They did because they empowered themselves to do so, because they were willing to lift up every stone and look through every different nook and cranny to, because fundamentally they knew they were worth it. Right? And look where you are today. Beautiful, glowing skin and on a purpose now that illuminates everyone else. Determined to heal despite appearances. Exactly. Exactly. And just, I mean, it is corny and how many trillions of songs and poetry and love stories have been written about it. But love is all. Love is a great medicine. Yes. First of self. First of self, and it's not selfish, and it's no. not wrong. No. If, you know, the narcissism, for people to clarify, that is when you need love from everyone else for you to love yourself. And you don't care whom you hurt as long as you are being adored. Love of self is when you fortify yourself and you become that light, that joy, that exuberance, that essence that exudes that love out to everyone else. Right. The light that shines so bright. Yes. That invites everyone, becomes that beacon for everyone else, switches them on, shows them where their switch is in themselves. (laughs) Yeah. And isn't it intoxicating when you're around that kind of love? Absolutely. You feel enhanced, motivated Mm -hmm. and inspired. And when you're around somebody else where you feel exhausted. Right. And it's like, whoa, heavy energy. So we start noticing the contrast. Yes. And then we choose. I want to be around inspired people. And you know, you said a point earlier about, you know, when did you die 20 years ago in the marriage, you know, till death is to part. Just because you are married or just because you're in a relationship, or just because you have been doing this, even with your own family, and they don't want you to move on because they like the toxicity. It feeds where they are. It's familiar. It's familiar. And, and, and what do people, what are people afraid of? Unknown. That's what they're afraid of. You have to, I, that's one of the journeys I had to do. I had to turn around to say to everyone, I can't help you right now. I'm helping myself. And I lost people because of it, because I wasn't there for them all the time. Right. Which is okay. Right. But I found me. And then it became a very long journey of self-discovery of who Sarah is and what Sarah is here to do that led me down many very interesting paths of one which I love being on now. But you've got to step into some wonderment and self-discovery and exploration. And you've also got to be willing to say goodbye to some people, maybe forever, maybe temporary. But you can't stay there because they're still there. Right. You will die. You have to move on. And maybe who you become might be that illumination and that invitation for them. Or maybe they just become a memory. Right. So we create a family of choice. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like-minded people. Yeah. 
and choosing positive living is so much better. (laughs) How do people get all of your books? What programs are you offering people right now? How do they find you? They can go to my website, georgieholbrook.com. They can order my books right off there. They can go on Amazon. My books are on Kindle, on Nook, where they can actually press the button, have it in a female's voice or a male's voice. Neat, neat. But my books go around the world. Mm. So they're on Google Play now. And it's, it's just been such a blessing with all of the modern tools that we have. Yeah, exactly. There's no excuse now. That there is a platform that you can get it on, right? Right. So there and is no I, excuse. Would you? Then I do. Yeah. I do Zoom, been, cl- Zoom classes, and I do one on one also through Zoom with anybody, nationally and internationally. For a long time, forty percent of my business has been international. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know the thing about Zoom, you don't need to be in the same room because people need to understand that energy connection can happen through any way any device, even without a device. Once you've made an energy signature with someone, you are connected. Absolutely. Just like you and I. Exactly. Can you spell your name for the people who are just listening for your site? So G-E-O-R-G-I-E Holbrook, H-O-L-B-R-O-O-K.com. And of course, they can get hold of you at Georgie at georgieholbrook.com. You're on Facebook. You've got your own, own YouTube channel. And, uh, and of course, the books can be listened to uh, or read in any format they've got. And uh, you've got these programs where you will help people. It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter what they're going through. You know, if they go, but I don't know if she can help me with this. You don't know until you reach out and talk to Georgie. All right. And don't try and diagnose what's wrong with you because that's part of the problem. You need somebody else who can see you from the outside in to see, uh, have you thought that the cough could be suppression or this could be something else? Because if we try and over, and we've done it, we know, because why it took us so long, you know, the analysis of ourselves instead of, of allowing it for someone else to see it and reveal it to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really helpful to have somebody that has the answers rather than going another five, six, seven years, 10 years, whatever. And very often we don't even know what question to ask ourselves. That's the big thing. How can you find an answer if you don't know the question? Right. 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 So somebody's question could be that aha moment. I've never thought of asking myself that. So natural principles are accurate, just like gravity. So once we understand that and how that lives inside of us and work in harmony with nature. It's a beautiful thing to watch people grab hold because once they have understanding, then we can apply it and then we can experience it. And with the experience, then it's like, I've got it. Yeah. And once you've got it, you've got it. Falling in love with ourselves and being in the right career and the right relationships (laughs) and watching money just starts flowing Right. I've been self-employed like you for many, many years, just right. trusting, trusting life. Yeah, exactly. And you don't, you don't work a day, do you? No. No. I mean, you know the difference between working. Oh, yes. And, and just being. You are one just is, being. Yeah. One is effort. One is effort and one is passion. Exactly. And we want you to step into the passion, folks, because when you step into the passion, that energy, that exuberance, 
that joy is intoxicating for everybody else around it. And that becomes part of that beautiful saturation. All that ails this planet, all that ails humanity, all that is causing the, the static and, and the imbalance that's going on in the world is all caused by us and can all be healed by us. But it's not pointing a finger at someone saying it's their fault. We know systems are broken. We know that society, politically, educationally, medically, uh, um, emotionally, has completely gone off the rails. The only way we're going to put them back on track is each one of us, the three thinkers pointing back of us, are going, well, what can I do about it? Yes. And that is heal thyself. All in love with self. Yeah. Be, and be true to ourselves. Yes. Not live our lives for other people. No. I got in it so much more energizing and relaxing and more fun than, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, I've got to saying, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. It's okay. <laughs> if, if, if I'm not your size, there's somebody else that is right. We don't have to be one size fits all. We don't have to speak to everyone. We're going to speak to the people that are ready to hear us. I believe that. I believe that the universe will arrange them yep. like in a helicopter and point yep. right, right to your show and to find me. Yeah. And, and, you know, and come willingly, come willingly with the desire. Because as I say, you can take a horse to water, you can't make it drink. Leave it there long enough and it's going to realize it's thirsty. Right. 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 And we're all very thirsty, folks. Stop resisting the water. <laughs> We're I'm so glad for love. Yeah, oh God. And you know, I don't care how corny it is, but love is all. Love is the answer to everything. Absolutely everything. It is the very life source. Life source is love. And when we do things in love, with love, for love, by love, we we are that solution. We are that abundance that we all seek. Right, right, right. Right. It's available to everybody. Been, yeah, we've all been down the jaded path. We've <laughs> all been down the, you know, what do you mean love, you know? But <laughs> it, when we step into the right love, then it's all around us. And it's not a love relationship with man, woman, 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 whatever the case. It's just simply love in every aspect of life, which is so joyful. I'm so happy that you decided to... Um, listen to that one person and take that journey and open up and release and find your voice and find your music and find your path. And now you're here helping others because I always say the best teachers are those that have gone through the lesson themselves. You can relate, you know how to direct, you know how to get people on track, you know how to nourish them so they can nourish themselves because you've been there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just so honored and appreciate you. Oh, right back at you, darling. Right back at you. As I said, it's people like you that I do what I do. And right. it is in that community of togetherness where, yes, we look at the Oprahs in the world or Deepak Chakras and this and that. Yes, because they've led the way. They've opened the doors, right? But that doesn't mean we're any less than. 
Right. And, and it, you know, you don't have to help a million people. You can help one. You, yourself and those around you. It's not a numbers game. It's about truly the number of your essence and what level is it at. And, and you've, sometimes you will never know the people you've had the impact on. Never. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. It does, and it's really none of your business if they've had an impact, you know, although it's nice to know sometimes. It's just knowing that somebody's benefited and they're on their way. You lead by example. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and just let love be it. Let love be it. It's, there's no other place, is it? You know, when, when Dorothy wanted to go home, it's, uh, you were already there, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. Big hug to you. Oh. And it's never too late, is it? Never too late. We're never too old. And we're never too old to change. We're never too old to, have an, to be that example. We're never too old to help someone. And until our body expires, our spirit carries on with the same lesson. But until our body expires, we can still carry on being and doing right. in that beingness. And so, you know, never give up, never give in. Just always be. Please don't make the excuse, I'm too old now. I can't do this now. I'm too poor now. It, it's, there is always... It's never, ever too late, please. Practicing random acts of kindness. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And, and allowing yourself to smile by the simple things in life, right? Right, right. Yeah. Gratitude. Uh, gratitude. Huge. Step into <laughs> gratitude in life and you will see love. So. Right, right. <laughs> There you go. Georgieholbrook.com. All her books there. Reach out to her program, whether it's rosacea, whether it's just you're stuck, whether you've got a cough, whether you just know that you cannot live like this anymore and you need help in order to ignite your own beautiful, sacred self. Reach out to Georgie. She will guide you on your way. Remember, you've got to do the work, but she will guide you. She will nourish you. She will kick you in the butt when you need it but it's your journey and she's there to support it and the more that you step into your beautiful journey or your beautiful essence the more you become a solution to your own life and to everyone else around you and the more you help us and everybody else on this planet so please do step into your love thank you so much georgie thank you sarah blessings to you and to you until next time folks you are the answer that we seek we hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment. <laughs>